Others, but with only a few exceptions, their ideas have yielded harm. Lyndon Johnson, Gloria Steinem, Norman Lear, Marion Wright Edelman, Jesse Jackson, and legions of their allies on the left took a wrecking ball to American education, family life, criminal justice, welfare policy, and more. The results of their efforts made life in cities like New York nearly unendurable by the early 1980s. Things were scarcely better in smaller cities and towns and the suburbs. New York City was like a canary in a coal mine, reacting first to the noxious ideas that would quickly spread throughout the nation. Today, thanks to a return to sensible conservatism, New York is much improved. But if this country is to avoid the mistakes of the past, we must be sure we understand what went wrong. Liberals always look back upon the 1960s as the high watermark of idealism and selflessness. I view it differently. The ideas that took root in the 1960s were uniformly self-indulgent, childish, anti-intellectual, irresponsible, and destructive. They failed because they were completely inconsistent with human nature. This book is a chronicle of failure, the failure of liberals to help those they set out to help. But it is also a moral challenge. Liberals must be called to account for the real havoc they have created in so many lives. They must be asked to offer something more than good intentions when their actions lead to disaster. For as long as I can remember, conservatives have been on the defensive. We've been at pains to prove that we're not what the liberals say we are. George W. Bush was only the most recent Republican to package himself as a compassionate conservative, the better to rebut the popular image of conservatives as Scrooge-like. Before him, Jack Kemp styled himself a bleeding-heart conservative, and George H. W. Bush advertised his new administration in 1989 as kinder and gentler than his predecessors. During a debate with Bill Clinton, Bob Dole boasted that his own parents had been on government assistance. Conservatives tend to underestimate the worth of their own principles—freedom, self-reliance, tough-mindedness, empiricism— and seem to accept the idea that liberal values—compassion, soft-heartedness, soft-headedness, and equality—are superior. The purpose of this book is to call into question that presumption of liberal virtue. Are liberals truly more concerned about the poorest and weakest members of society than other Americans, or are they simply in love with the idea of their own righteousness? When you demonstrate indifference to the harmful effects of your supposedly benevolent efforts, isn't it fair to call your motives into question? Besides, throughout the past four decades, liberals have caused real damage. If that is compassion, then clearly we need a great deal less of it. Liberal dominance of important areas of America's social and political life has undermined many of the virtues that have sustained this country. Though liberal ideas have suffered setbacks in recent years in the areas of crime control, welfare, and family life, the route is far from complete. This book is a contribution to finishing the job. Chapter 1 Judge Not How Liberalism Created the Crime Wave If you were inclined to assault your neighbor and steal his car in 1958, you would have to consider that neither the police nor the courts would cut you any slack because you had a deprived childhood. 1950s America was hardly a police state, 
but there was none of the sentimentality toward criminals that would characterize the following two decades. The average robbery earned a sentence of 389 days. If you were arrested, the police would be free to question you about your whereabouts at the time the crime was committed and establish your alibi, if any, all without reading you your rights or permitting you first to phone a lawyer. If in the course of questioning you about your activities, the police found the baseball bat with which you beat your neighbor over the head, they could use it as evidence against you, even if they lacked a warrant when they discovered it. Thanks to self-described do-gooders, America went on a compassion binge in the 1960s. The compassion was extended toward the poor and minorities. Unfortunately, among the prime beneficiaries of this tenderness were violent criminals, who would go on to terrorize the very poor neighborhoods whose well-being liberals supposedly sought. Things would improve 30 years later when conservative...